0: Sandy, Laura Kramer is one of the eye surgeons of Visionary Eye Doctors. Thank you again for joining us for the EYE show podcast here at Visionary Eye Doctors. Today we're going to talk about all things rosacea. So rosacea, many of you heard heard me talk about before on the podcast and video YouTube videos about what rosacea is and what it's not. So rosacea is basically a genetic condition that's inherited, we think, from a European gene that increases your inflammation. And many years ago when I was in Boston, we had a lot of Irish patients, of course, and a lot of them came in with ocular rosacea. And we noticed that the patients that had rosacea tended to have more inflammation in their body. This was my theory many years ago with Dr. Judah Folkman at Harvard Medical School, and we did a bunch of grants to look at this. And our studies seem to indicate that patients with rosacea have a higher VEGF level, which stands for vascular endothelial growth factor. And Dr. Folkman was kind of the leading expert in using anti-VEGF molecules to create a whole line of anti-VEGF medications that have been used to prevent and treat cancer because cancer spreads through inflammation by recruiting new blood vessels. So if you've never read the book Folkman's War about Dr. Judah Folkman, I highly recommend you read it. It's a wonderful quick read and it basically goes through how Dr. Fulkman did um, a lot of research to prove that little small cancers usually will only grow a small size. Usually, I think it was two or three centimeters, but when it recruits blood vessels, it can grow into a big tumor and then, of course, spread throughout the body. So he did a lot of research to show that the molecule in charge of that was called vascular endothelial growth factor, meaning these growth factors make blood vessels grow by recruiting uh, the, the whole process of these factors to make more endothelial cells of blood vessels, and it creates new blood vessels, and that's how the tumor spreads. The theory I had that we tried to prove, and are still we're still in the process of proving when before he, he passed away, uh, was trying to show that patients with ocular rosacea externally, when they have a lot of rosacea, facial rosacea, ocular rosacea, they may have an increased risk of cancer. And that was my biggest concern. And partly it was related to my own father-in-law who is from the Netherlands. He had significant rosacea. And he died. Well, many, many, uh, this was many years after my research, but he eventually did develop uh, two types of cancers and eventually died of the cancer. So when I first saw him, I was concerned about my father-in-law, and then many years later he developed cancers, but I was also seeing patients, and I was looking at all the inflammation on their face, and I asked Dr. Folkman, is it possible that ocular rosacea and facial rosacea is an external manifeta- manifestation of internal inflammation? And that's what we were trying to prove. Uh, Dr. Andrew Lee was one of my advisors. We met a couple of times we're trying to figure out how we could figure out the ocular rosacea part from the dermatological point of view, but basically rosacea is an autoimmune Disease risk. I would say it's hard to say if it's really an autoimmune disease, but it's a genetic condition that changes your immune uh, factors, and we see it visibly on your face. And the question is, does it increase your risk of or catar- of uh, cancer? Uh, that's a that's we haven't proven that, but that's still my theory. There was a couple of interesting papers that have come out recently to talk about the pathophysiology, what exactly is behind what I just said. And is it associated with anything else? So I'm going to go through a little bit. So ocular rosacea and facial rosacea basically often go hand in hand. Technically, facial rosacea is when you have blood vessels along the eyelids, uh, along the face margin, along the face and the, and the uh, chin and so forth, especially the nose. Ocular rosacea is when we can see under the microscope these little blood vessels along the lid margin that cross over the meibomian gland orifice. That, by definition, is ocular rosacea. You can technically have a patient that doesn't have facial rosacea, that has ocular rosacea, and vice versa but about 10% of patients have ocular rosacea 80% of patients have uh, 90% of patients have facial rosacea and then many patients have both and so I'm going to go through a few papers today to kind of explain what this is. So rosacea in terms of its actual definition is basically a chronic inflammatory skin condition that primarily affects the central parts of the face. The symptoms as I mentioned are the periodic flushing, papules, pustules, redness which is erythema and telangiectasias on the face which are these little tiny blood vessels you'll see on the face or nose. It basically often affects patients in their third to fifth decade so when your 20s and 40s it is involved with many different components and I just want to put together show you this thing that I put together to explain what the pathophysiology of rosacea is it's quite what we say multifactorial there's many factors involved but at the base of it is thought to be immune dysregulation there's something going on with the immune system and it affects the innate immune system and the adaptive immune system and what that all means is it leads to inflammation There's been many papers showing that if you have what are called demodex mites, which we all have all over our body, but especially if they get on the eyelashes and kind of get into the meibomian glands, they lead to more inflammation. So trying to keep the eyelid margin clean and also the face, demodex can get into the face and cause more pustules and papules. There's a lot of theories about diet, which you've heard me talk about in previous podcasts, that the more sugar and gluten you eat, the more inflammatory-based foods, like maybe for some people, a lot of dairy, gluten, sugar then these demodex mites love that type of diet also and they'll multiply and then cause more redness and inflammation and pustules and papules and that kind of thing. So just to go through a couple of minutes of the pathophysiology, which I personally find fascinating, we talk a little bit about the kind of immune dysregulation. It's kind of considered a vascular problem in addition to an immune problem, so it has both components. And there the, the underlying cause of it is thought to be due to endoplas- endoplasmic reticulum stress, which is a cell, a part of the cell, which then causes an increase in vascular endothelial growth factor A, as well as something called activating transcription factor 4. And it also this activating transcription factor four or ATF four increases the toll like receptor two, uh, uh, activates that which affects the innate immune system and all of this leads to increase in the release of TNF alpha uh, that's tumor necrosis factor alpha, and IL IL one beta which is interleukin one beta. Now how is why is this all related? And I'll just show you that I made this little graph. This is how I like to study medicine and make these little kind of pictures and diagrams to kind of put it all together. The reason why this is important is because now by by you can kind of look at this little map here. There's been a couple of papers that have shown that if you have rosacea, you might have an increased risk of glaucoma, which is still one paper. It hasn't been replicated. But the study that was done said that the reason why they think there's a relationship is because they studied a database, which I'll go through in just a few minutes, of patients that had rosacea. This This was in Korea, and they followed them for five years and found there was an increased statistical significance of developing glaucoma, specifically in women. And their theory is that when you increase your VEGF, or vascular endothelial growth factor A, that is known to be high in rosacea patients and glaucoma patients. And when you increase or activate your activating transcription factor 4, that's also been shown to be higher and activated in rosacea patients as well as glaucoma patients. And so that was the concern, is that those two factors were the reason why they saw this association with rosacea and glaucoma. For me, in terms of my theory on rosacea and cancer, all the molecules I mentioned, uh, vascular endothelial growth factor, tumor necrosis factor alpha, the interleukins, the toll-like uh, receptor 2, those kind of factors are also increased in patients with higher cancer risk and in cancer patients so that's probably how it relates Uh, and there's a whole bunch of other components in terms of allergens that you stimulate whether it's through the mast cell and you stimulate uh, some types of different types of peptides mmp9 antimicrobial peptides catholicidins calicrenes, tumor necrosis necrosis factor alpha and interleukin one a lot of peptide cytokines are increased when you have different types of environmental allergens as well as particular maybe diets might increase that and that can increase redness and inflammation and again my theory is that my concern is internally what's happening to the inflammation internally so how do we treat this i think that's let me just go through one more thing before i go through how do we treat this um let me just mention here the glaucoma case was done the study on glaucoma was done by uh and kim et al in 2023 it was just published in april And it talks, again, about the idea of how this potentially could relate to glaucoma with neuropeptides, calcitonin gene-related peptide, and substance P. And they basically had a total of, let me just tell you the total here, they initially had 2,338 patients. After exclusion criteria, they looked at 1,059 rosacea patients. They followed them, I believe, for five years, and basically found that their risk of developing glaucoma was approximately, let me just give you the number here, um, incidents, Uh, they saw there were about, the incidents of that was, let me just see if I can find it, sorry, I think it says, it just says it was increased and I don't actually have the uh, odds ratio here, but I think there was an association and let me just take a look at if I can find out that actual number here, they did see the patients five 0.23 0.23 years later, and they found, this might take a little bit of time here, they found 398 cases of glaucoma in that group of patients. So they felt it was associated, it was statistically significant. Right. Their rate, the incidence, I think they would say, was 3.46 of glaucoma in these patients that were followed for five years. Sorry that took so long. Uh, but I think the combination of what does glaucoma, uh, mean for these patients in terms of the inflammatory component is there an inflammatory component of glaucoma that is possible I think that's what this is saying they also found a slighter increased risk in patients that had hypertension so high blood pressure okay so that's basically just wanted to mention those two things and they go through all the other studies so showing the connection between the glaucoma risk and inflammation so that's that's a concern so how do we treat gla- how do you treat uh, rosacea so rosacea has many ways to be treated i like to go through kind of a different type of natural versus not natural. We always try, at least for my patients, the natural routines of, of course, sun protection, uh, really avoiding foods that will trigger them, specifically spicy foods. Some people are kind of very sensitive to even coffee or chocolate, uh, but you'll find patients, there's rosacea diets out there that will kind of go through everything, but the punchline generally is gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, and then spicy foods. Try to decrease that, and some people are really reactive to wine and chocolate, and you'll find out if you are or not, but decreasing your inflammation is the name of the game and that includes like i mentioned sun protection sunblock diet and avoiding smokers and inflammatory conditions so people sometimes will have hepa filters in their house they'll have hepa filters where they sleep rosacea patients tend to be more allergic to allergens around them so they might wear the Dry eye goggle glasses if they have ocular rosacea or some type of goggle glasses to protect them from inflammatory factors Uh, then we start talking about drugs uh, we could talk about natural things like different types of anti-inflammatories like curcumin, uh, paprika, you know, those kinds of turmeric are anti inflammatory So I'm I, all for that. We just don't have great proven perspective, randomized control studies to say that those are crucial. Uh, Things like doxycycline have been shown to decrease inflammation at 20 milligrams a day. Less is better for inflammation because doxycycline at the higher doses works as an antibiotic. And there's really, we don't think there's a need for an antibiotic kind of treatment for that. So doxycycline, 20 milligrams a day, helps a lot with rosacea patients. I should put in a word before I go on to the other medications about the gut flora and there was a paper that I wanted to just briefly mention about how the gut flora is crucial uh, microbiota in uh, rosacea patients by Kim this is a 2020 paper and it talks about how the increase uh, risk of the demodex along the whole body and also in the gut of Heliobacter pylori staphylococcus epidermidis chlamydia pneumoniae those have been associated in bacillus Oleroneus are also associated with rosacea, so trying to be aware of those different factors and watching your diet because that can also affect what's actually populating your body. When we go on to the higher medications like Metrogel, which is kind of like a doxycycline cream or uh, these types of uh, creams to help with rosacea, that does help inflammation as well. And then dermatologists will use steroids, of course, to help decrease inflammation. We like to use intense pulse light to decrease inflammation along the skin and especially for ocular rosacea because intense pulse light decreases inflammation, kills demodex mites, opens the orifice of the meibomian gland, liquefies the meibomian oil, and those four things together really help keep the oil pumping, which helps decrease inflammation. So instead of having a vicious cycle of inflammation, we try to rewind the cycle to decrease inflammation. So intense pulse light has helped a lot with rosacea patients as well. Uh, I'm not a big fan of steroids. I try to avoid it as much as possible, but that does increase decrease inflammation as well. And for ocular rosacea, we have found that platelet-rich plasma drops have helped, autologous serum drops, amniotic membrane tissue has helped decrease inflammation, as well as core blood serum drops, even stem cells decrease inflammation. So So I think that's a lot on rosacea. Hopefully you found this helpful. If there's any other interesting papers that come out, I will definitely do another follow-up podcast on rosacea. Um, But if you do have rosacea, please come see us. Check out our podcasts on other parts of inflammation and diet-related things to decrease inflammation. Incidentally, I made a three-part series, I think or two-part series, on natural ways to treat glaucoma, which had a lot to do with antioxidants and things that I had not ever heard of for glaucoma, such as ginkgo biloba and even other things. So just consider that connection as you make your choices in terms of what you eat if you do have rosacea. Anyway, I hope you found this helpful. Please continue to send your suggestions for future podcasts. Thank you for subscribing and for passing this on to friends. Have a good day.